Good evening, everybody. Um, I'm so pleased that you can see me, but I can't see you. So it's lovely to see you all, and a warm welcome to Milford Baptist Church. If you haven't been here before, uh, then on your seats there is um, a welcome to Milford Baptist Church. And if you'd like just to fill that in, maybe when the lights go on later on after the service, and then just pass this on to me. Sometimes we have some invite services, and it'll be really nice uh, to get in contact with you and for you to keep in contact with us. 
We're also um, running an alpha course. Another sheet of paper uh, is on some of the seats uh, in uh, which you might be sitting on or next to, and that's starting on the uh, 10th of January. If you would like to come along and find out more about Christianity and the faith, then please uh, do come and speak to me or also just speak to a member here of the church. I'm just about to say welcome to our traditional um, carols by candlelight. And as soon as you hear the word traditional and me in a moment say, Ian, could you now play the Advent video? Some of you are going to say, but Ian, where is that tradition? You've already broken that. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to in a moment ask Ian to play an Advent video. And then we're going to be hearing scripture and carols, which are very familiar to us. And I think you'll get the flow. I'm not going to be standing up here introducing every single song. But let's just be quiet just for a moment before... Ian just plays the video and I'll just pray. Dear loving Father, we thank you for this Advent season. We thank you, Lord, for the expectation of Christ, the newborn child, born to earth. Lord, we thank you for the time where we can just set aside this evening and ask you to help us to praise you and thank you for all that you have done for us at this Christmas time. But above all, Lord, to reflect and to think about what it is that it means for us individually at this Christmas time. Help us to praise you and glorify you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
A reading from the beginning of the Gospel of John, and then a reading from Isaiah chapter 9. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was his life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And from Isaiah, the people walking in the darkness have seen a great light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. is from Luke, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. 
you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Have you ever wondered what we might see if we could pull back the curtain of time to that very first Christmas? If we could, I imagine the story began in heaven, something like this. God was looking over the heaven's balcony one day, shaking his head at all the wrong things people were doing down on earth. Oh man, this isn't quite what I had in mind when I created Earth. I feel so far away from my kids down there. It's just hard to be friends with people when you don't like what they're doing. I think it's time. Time for what, Lord? Time for us to step in. Shall we read in the army, Lord? Can't you listen? No, I don't think we should send an army. Maybe it's just one person. What person? Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! Lord, we're sending just one person. Let them be someone very powerful and very strong. Because there's tons of people down there. No, they don't have to be strong. They'll be going as a newborn baby. A newborn baby? Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! Lord, this plan is rather risky. A newborn human baby is small and weak. This baby must be born to people who will protect him. Maybe a great ruler or mighty king? Actually, I was thinking I could send it to a young peasant girl whose heart is beautiful and full of courage. A peasant girl? Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! My lord, I see your plan is to take Earth by surprise. No one will be expecting a newborn baby born to a humble villager. But what good can a baby do? This will not just be any baby. I'm sending in the Prince of Heaven in disguise. The Prince of Heaven? This is too risky. Sending the prince in disguise as a tiny baby, born not to kings, but to humble villagers. Surely our prince cannot be born in a cottage. He must be born in a palace. You're right. He shouldn't be born in a cottage. You. He'll be born in a stable. A stable surrounded by animals. Oh, Brilliant. They won't be expecting that. Those who are looking will find him. 
and his mission will bring all people closer to me, even if they do something really wrong. When the prince is done, nothing will get between them and my love. Can we leave some clues for the people looking? Like in the stars? Clues in the stars? Sure, why not? We can make one huge one that points to them.
singing, Oh come let us adore him. come to another reading from Luke, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. <coughs> he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to their firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and with righteousness from that time on and forever. Let's join in singing verse 3 again together. Joseph in the live nativity, the stepfather to the Messiah, some rather big shoes to fill, or sandals as it may be. As a method actor, um, I have to experience what the character experienced, you know, in order to play the role. It takes a lot of effort, so I do what I can to get my body in shape. Sometimes on my lunch break, I'll just go into Joseph's position. So I'm thinking of renting a donkey. No. No, no, look, uh, we would just ride it, okay? No. No, no, look, just around town, okay? I just want to get a feel for what Joseph must have done. I'm not going to ride a donkey through town. <sighs> Babe, look, Brando shadowed gangsters, okay? Winona stole a purse. Larry actually was a cable guy. I, I need this, okay? I need to know what it was like to serve the mother of God. You want to know what it was like to serve? Then serve me by setting the table. Throughout the years, I have adopted the lifestyle of many notable characters. I even uh, played Judas in our church's gospel musical rendition of Happy Feet. I actually wrote that one. Um, it's called Happy Feet Washing. Lord, why? Why would you put me through this? Do you understand, God? This is difficult. The people around town, they are talking. They're asking why I would marry a woman who's bearing another man's child. What did I do, do Lord? Hmm, God love him. But he sounds like the guy from The Fiddler on the Roof. Why? She said that? 
I, I sound nothing like Tevia. I played Tevia in high school. I think I'd know the difference. She, she sounds like Fran Drescher. Not the voice, but the... And he's starting to scare the children. Dad, I don't want to do this again. Uh... Oh, come on, buddy. Just from the top. The part about the end. No room. Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir, but there's no room in the end for you. What? You're telling me that my pregnant wife and me, you're going to leave us out in the streets? We may die out there. Is that what you want to happen? Is that... What, buddy? He's fine. He's fine. Um, this is Travis, my son. He will be playing the role of Jesus. Even larger sandals to fill. F figuratively. He has very, very small feet. It is a live nativity. Um, so we are on our feet for five hours each night. Uh, the seven days leading up to Christmas. It's, um... Not so much of a physical challenge for me. I played sports in high school. Um, it's more of a, a spiritual challenge. Really? Why? It just is. Hmm. <laughs> Where's my baby Jesus? Because daddy's ready for the show. I couldn't do it. What? What are you talking about? I couldn't give up my son. Honey, they're counting on you. No, um... If I were God... I couldn't give up my boy. The world would be out of luck.
Hopefully this is on, you can hear me. I now need some willing volunteers. I need one, two, three, four, five, possibly six volunteers to help me. The next carol, as you probably can see from your carol sheet, is the bells ring out at Christmas time. So, these are going to be the bells. And I need some assistance to help ring them. Come on, don't be shy. This is your moment to shine. We're going to learn the carol first and then we'll worry about the bells. But I need some, at least five. What, the person on the end, if you, if you stand this end, you've got to do two. Not at the same time, don't worry. Come on, who else is willing? Go on. Lorraine, you'll come in, good. Philippa. Oh, good, well done. Now, the, the very end person gets the job of holding the triangle. Sure, some of the children could do the triangle. You've just got to hold it and ting it with a dinger. Yes, good, well done. What's your name? Sophie, there's your triangle. What about your sister? she come in? <laughs> well done. That's your triangle, okay? Just best, yeah, hold it soon, just have a quick practice. Ding. Make sure they're working. Good, they are working. Right, I'll come back to you in a minute. Stand by your bases. We're gonna learn the carol first. So, choir. This is over you to you to teach it to them. So we're just going to play it through, and then we'll sing it through the first verse without the instruments, just so that we got the idea of how it goes. instrumentalists so you can see in front of you a sheet now when we only need you to play in that chorus part so the second half and you have this one your number one remember your number <laughs> number two number three number four the white one and then if you notice when you come down here very last one, you've got to pick up the black one and play the black one. So you might want to have that, not necessarily, no, not together, just separately the black one, just the very last note. And you two, if you can just see this, where it says ting ting, so after you've heard these bells go, 
ding, ding, ding. You've got to go ding, ding on your triangle. Very important part. Probably I'll need you die to play it while I <laughs> count for. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, die. <laughs> <laughs> Sight reading for die. Okay, let's give it a th go through. From the beginning? Yeah, from. This is just a rehearsal, okay? The bells ring out at Christmas time. Good with the ting-tings. Brilliant. Some of this end needs a bit of more practice, but, you know. <laughs> now, they're quite soft, so you do need to give it a quick flick of the wrist to get the sound out. And we may have to be a bit quieter on the instruments just to let the sound ring through. I'm coming back to play. So let's give it a go. It's all just a bit of fun. <laughs> OK, there's three verses, so there's a lot to tinkle with. Oh, by the way, I should have said I may be tinkling between verses, but I do apologise in advance.
next reading is from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Now the children are going to uh, be joining Philippa in the back uh, to go and make some Christingles. So if you'd like to uh, go and make some Christingles with Ben and with uh, Philippa, that would be fantastic. I think we should all go. <laughs> Do I hear a yes? Oh. I think it's always good at Christmas time to have a really fun, funny sense of humour. I don't know about you, uh, because I can uh, see nothing at all from here, but I think you can see what I'm wearing. Um, and last year, um, Di, who is my uh, jumper checker, she was very underwhelmed last year with my jumper, and I got a, an okay good this year. 
So uh, I'm just sort of like keeping her and myself in check. So look out next year. There might be some dazzling lights. Who knows? So Christmas. I don't know about you, but I am so excited. I get so excited. I try so hard to get everything right. Could you please just put up your hand if anything has ever gone wrong on Christmas Day? Put your hand up. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. I'm so pleased. Because one year we left the broccoli in the microwave. I mean, it was just one of those moments. And one year we apparently had some guests around to see, uh, you know, to come and sort of like have, sorry, I'll, I'll start that again. We had some guests round with us, and they sort of said to us, well, you've served up the wrong gravy. And I thought, really? <laughs> but anyway, I don't know about you, but I just get so excited. I want to pass on to you, in one sense, a really silly thought. But it is this. The shepherds went and saw the birth of Jesus Christ. And they heard about this good news. They saw and they heard. And I want to pass on that news to you this evening. I also want to pass on to you the news that, with regret, um, I have tried, Diane, very, very hard to actually buy you as many presents as possible this year. Okay, I've got up to eight. All right, it's very exciting. But yesterday I had the news. Look, just buy four presents. That's all you have to do, everybody. It goes like this. The four gift rule is this. Buy something to wear. Buy something to read. Buy something that they want. And buy something that they need. I think I've developed the, four, the fifth rule, which is I think I've brought them something that they don't need. <laughs> but at this Christmas time, it's so important for us to think about Jesus Christ, the Son of God who was born at this Christmas time. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I like doing things a bit new and a bit different. And I've always said I'm not going to write a book. And so last sep this last September, I had this wacky idea because um, we had the news that uh, we were going to be expecting, sorry, not Diane and I expecting, Okay. Um, some grandchildren in October. So just running through their names, Tilly, aged 10 weeks, Amelia, 18 months, James, 6 months, and Olivia, 4.5, going on 21. But this idea I had, it's a bit of a stupid idea, but I thought, wouldn't it be a fantastic idea to leave them something when I die that they could read? Now, this Christmas, they're not expecting this, all right, so I've actually worked out that I'm going to actually spend a little bit of each week, not too long, okay, each week, just try to write to them a little letter. So I've got um, some photographs which I've taken this year, and I've actually just put in there what is special to me this Christmas. And it's just simply this. I've written in there to each of them a little personal note. And they're going to be getting the Word document. I think the, uh, my sons and my uh, daughter-in-laws will be getting the emails. And I'll probably put a hard copy in there as well. I've embarrassed them because I've put some really silly pictures in there. And I've also uh, put in their birth certificates, which is quite fun. But leaving that to one side, the seriousness of doing something like this, leaving a legacy, I just thought I would explain to them what is important to me in my life. 
So I've written to Tilly, to Amelia and to James and Olivia. And I've written to them and I've said, what's important to me is that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Saviour. And there was a time where I didn't believe that Jesus Christ was my Lord and my Saviour. And that there was a time where I just thought to myself when I'd done some reading and research about, does it really make sense, this Christmas story? This Christ child that came to earth, that grew up to be a young man, and he went to a cross and he died for you and for me and for my sins. And he bore my sins on the cross. And you may say, Ian, but just a minute, have you really written that to Amelia? And, like, like, and Tilly and to James? Yes, I have. Because at the end of the day, one day, they might read that. And I've said, it's my prayer that one day that you would know Jesus Christ as your Lord. That's my prayer. And I'm going to be passing that on to them in the hope that one day that they will read it for themselves and that one day they will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Saviour. But what about us today? What have we seen? What have we heard today about the Christmas story? Is there something new? The greatest thing that you can discover, and that is at this Christmas time, that it's Jesus Christ is the saviour of the world. But then he moves to becoming my saviour, my Lord, who I serve and who I live for. So when all these lights go out in a few weeks' time and you switch off your lights from your Christmas tree, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I'm asking you, like the shepherds, will you continue this year and next year to glorify God like we have been doing tonight? Will you continue to pass on this good news to your friends, to your neighbours, to your relatives, to your loved ones. I would encourage you to take this good news because there's only one gift that we can give to God. And some of you might be very surprised at this. There's one gift that God delights in this Christmas. And it's just a three-letter word. And it's called sin. If we can come to the living God and give to him all those things that we have done wrong in our lives, he will give to us, if we believe in Jesus Christ, who is the Lord and Saviour of the world, and of me, and of you. This is the good news that we can pass on to others. As we celebrate the nativity scene, and you can see it uh, behind me, or in front of you, and as we celebrate on Christmas Day, if you're able to join us, it's going to be a fantastic time. Um, I've got a little activity for the children, so if you've got grandchildren, uh, you'd like to bring them along on Christmas Day. I've got a very short activity and a very, very small talk, which I, I only have to remember three words. It's so easy. But I want to leave you with this thought. What are you passing on? I'm passing on to my grandchildren my memories, my thoughts. But I'm also passing on to them my prayers for them and for their future. It's my prayer that this Christmas time that we might actually know Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. Mm -hmm.
In a moment, we're going to uh, be singing a Child in a Manger Born. And I've got some tins at the front. And some of you may well know that we support the work of MFA. And this year, we've divided our collection, our Christmas collections, into two instead of three. So MFA and also a local Syrian family uh, will be receiving our gifts at this Christmas time. So if you can give generously, I'll be very grateful. Um, during the singing of this uh, next hymn, which is Child in a Manger Born, let's stand to sing. Father, we thank you for being able to offer gifts to you. We just pray, Lord, for the work of MFA, 
and we ask your blessing on this money that it will be used in your service. And we pray, Lord, for the Syrian family who are living locally that they might indeed benefit from this money and our prayers too and the care that we give them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I haven't got a handheld mic. I don't know whether there's one around. It would be lovely. Yeah, if the... <laughs> so here we've been making... Thank you. We've been making our Chris Jingles outside and we've been talking about the symbolism on the Chris Jingles and uh, we've been doing some learning as we've gone and uh, it's perfect because we have four people here and I think... Oh, we didn't talk about the final one, so Emily, I'm going to put that in your lap. You can be thinking about what the candle symbolises when it's alight. Have a little chat with Ben if you think you need to. Right, we suddenly found we were running out of time. So, um, so here we have Amelia, and um, Amelia is holding her Christingle, and she's going to tell us about the red ribbon that goes round the orange. The red ribbon represents God's blood. That's right. The blood of Jesus that was shed for the whole world because he loved us so much. Thank you, Amelia. That's smashing. Sophie is going to tell us about the four cocktail sticks that are sticking into the orange. The four um, cocktail sticks represent the seasons. Brilliant. Thank you, Sophie. Lovely and clear. And Molly is going to tell us what the, um, the raisins and the sweets represent on the cocktail sticks. They represent the fruits of the world. Yes, the fruits of the world. That's right. And we were hearing about all the fruits that grow in Amelia and Sophie's garden. That's when we got a bit held up and then we realised that last year was happening. And um, now, Emily, are you confident about this? <laughs> and so Emily is going to tell us what the candle represents. It represents that Jesus is the light of the world. Beautifully, beautifully said. Thank you very much indeed. And so we're going to light these candles. Um, and I was going to say then we're going to turn the lights out, but I don't think that we have any lights that we can easily turn out, so that's fine. Ben's got mine, and I'm going to come along <laughs> and hold mine when I've let, lit the rest of them. So if you could just bear with us.
remain standing for prayer. Father God, we just thank you for that wonderful news. Lord, we thank you that you were born, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, born to give us a second birth. Lord, that we might be born again. We praise you and thank you. We give you all the glory and the honour that we can come tonight to celebrate at this Christmas time. And Lord, as we part tonight, we ask your blessing on each person here. We ask your blessing, Lord, on each person who was unable to be here for one reason or another. We ask, Lord, that you would indeed be with those that we know and love who are unwell at this time. We pray too, Lord, at this Christmas time of great joy. We pray tonight for those who are grieving. Lord God, I ask that you would be with those who we know who are close, and we ask, Lord, that you would be that comforter to them tonight. Lord, we thank you for being able to praise you and thank you and be reminded that you are the light of the world, but, Lord, you tonight can become my saviour. Lord, help us to take away that good news that Jesus Christ is my Lord and help us, Lord, to celebrate and give thanks to you for this wonderful Christmas time. May you get all the glory and the honour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I agree, amen. That was a great one. Well done. Um, can I just encourage you as well, that, uh, just to remind you that uh, there's sometimes a second blessing, and that is that there's coffee and tea and mince pies um, out at the back. So please stay afterwards and uh, chat. And it's really lovely to see you, and God bless. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero.